Good radio is about good images, good mental pictures. You know that. Well, here's a great one. It's from a final year documentary by radio student Louise Kenny. Well, the earliest memory I have is I was about between three and four. And I remember Ma saying to me, Martin, uh, the gas is run out. I want you to put a shilling in the gas. So she gave me the shilling and the gas was in the front room, the, the gas meter. Yeah. In order to get to the gas meter, you had to crawl under kind of cabinet type of thing. So I was small enough to do it. And I, <laughs> I crawled in with the shilling and I put the shilling in and turned the dial. And when the coin fell, I, I, I could hear this music. And I, I crawled back into the kitchen and it was actually the Beatles playing. Uh, I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's right, yeah. That's my first memory. That's from Louise Kenny's final year radio documentary. She's just graduated from IADT Dunleary. Her documentary features the memories of one Dublin family, the Hansards. You can hear the whole programme on the dock on one site, but I've assembled various extracts to fit the curious ear slot. In the rare old times. Louise Kenny called her programme Rare Old Times. We went down collecting for Halloween in O'Connor Street, and I remember there was an American priest, and he gave us all half crowns, they were called at the time. It was old money. And half crown in those days would have been really an awful lot of money. A child would have never had half a crown. And he gave us four or five of us a half a crown each. And I remember the first thing I done when we got back to Garnsey was bought loads of lemonade and, and cake. And I bought some for two sisters, Lily and Marta. And when I went home then, my father wanted to know where I got the money. He thought I'd stole it. So they took the money off me, where I had left, and they put it into... Um, the church pearl box. I remember uh, going into town with me mum and it was coming up to Christmas and she used to go to this shop. It was a furniture shop and they used to buy furniture by the week, pay by the week and whatever. It was the only way they could afford it at the time. And uh, going in the door, in the windows, there was this big pram, a child's pram, but it was like a real pram, like it was leather. I can even see it I mean, as I'm sitting here. It was green leather hood and cream leather inside and these big huge four wheels and it bounced and I just kept saying oh imagine having that imagine getting that for Christmas but I didn't ask for it I just was my face was glued against the window looking at it and the Christmas morning I woke up and there was the pram and the doll red hair and blue eyes and a green dress with a pink flare it was like say for a very rich child, it wasn't like the norm present to get. That's what my earliest memory is waking up the Christmas morning and seeing that. And a lot, it's always with me. The run up to Christmas was always a big thing. The biggest thing would be getting all the clothes for, we would all get our clothes ready for Christmas. That was like, my mum would make sure we'd all have our set for our Christmas set. You know, coming up to Christmas, we'd be all asked what do we want and brought out. Those sets got you through the year. It was a big event in the house. Christmas was like major. There was always a sing song. Always. My dad's favourite song, well, his party piece was Don't laugh at me Cause I'm a fool 
don't laugh at me Cause I'm a fool I see them all falling I in love I see them all falling in love And my ma used to hold his hand My lucky star hides up above Someday maybe my star will smile on me Don't laugh at me I have a very, very vivid memory of my mother peeling potatoes. All I've ever seen her doing is peeling potatoes. There seemed to be no end to the potatoes she had to peel. Our priority was have a nice, clean home, dinner ready, like if people were on school or work or whatever, and she never didn't have dinner ready. Without reading any books or anything, she seemed to have a wealth of knowledge and could almost relate to anything. She inspired me very much all throughout my life. I describe my father as a, a very intelligent man. He was never easily fooled, but, but sometimes he was a tough man. <laughs> but he had a, 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 a great sense of humour, and there was two sides of him. He, he often told me he had to be strict because so many of us. But he had another side that his exterior was tough and hard, and a, another side of him was very soft. He was fun, me that, because I remember... Once when it was my birthday, it must have been my birthday, because he came in and he'd get down on his hands and knees and we'd have rides on his back and all that. So he had all that. That was all happening as well. He was kind of a strong person. You were always sure that everything was going to be all right, you know. This was really something strange to happen one day. I was up visiting my mother with my own children. And, of course, we we far to be sitting, he was a retired man, sitting in the sitting room and um, we'd peep in and say how are you how are you da and go straight into my mother she was to be she was the queen bee straight in and she called me and she said to me Maldi she said I'm not being bad she said but all he sees is babies and he's going and say how are you to him and running to me and he, he could be a bit lonely some days she will try and talk to him and up to that I'd never realised I was visiting my mother and father, but I never considered him in the visit. I always said hello to him. Yeah. But um, from that, from her saying that to me, it opened up a very good relationship between me and my, myself and my father because I started going in and talking to him and asking him how he was feeling and, you know, did he watch the news? And up to that point in my life, I don't think I knew one politician in the country. And he'd tell me all about the politics and the running of the country and his views and opinions. And the knowledge he had, I just couldn't believe it. He loved Charlie Hottie, and I used to say to him, ah, he's a crook. And he'd say, yeah, Melda, he's a likeable old rogue. Sure, they're all crooks. <laughs> <laughs> and I always remember that it was well before the time anything, anything came out about Charlie Hottie. From my mother making that statement, it opened up for me a relationship with my father that lasted till the day he died, and it was special. My father would have debates about politics. He loved Fianna Fáil. He hated Fianna Fáil. <laughs> <laughs> what would he think of him now, do you think? Ah, he turned in his grave, I'd say. He in his grave. It's just as well things didn't come out. Because that's what he believed in all his life. He believed in the Catholic Church and uh, Fianna Fáil. You know, the Catholic Church, you couldn't say a word about him. Fianna Fáil would have been seen as the party for working people. But uh, the way they turned out, he wouldn't have been able to accept it. Not that and the way the church turned out, I wouldn't say he'd been able to accept it. When Katie got married, I think there was a big change in the house. From that there was a change because she was there and 
My, my mother missed her an awful lot because she was very close to my mother. Paul, Lily, Melda. And then there was just me, Angela, and Martin. It was just, it wasn't the same. It was mixed emotions. It was sometimes sad when someone got married because you'd know, well, they have a different life now. It was sad at the time, but then they'd come back and a year later or sooner, a baby be back with them. <laughs> so so it, was, it was bittersweet. It was sad to see them go because you were still young and you, didn't, you wanted all this family to stay together. But um, then you realise when they come back, they come back with children and it was a different kind of relationship. And, and I was very, very popular with my older sisters and brothers because I thought it was because he loved me, but it was because he wanted me to babysit for them. Grandchildren were getting older. People didn't come up as much. They came up to see me, mum and dad, but they missed the grandchildren terrible because they just lived for the grandchildren. And I used to say to myself, geez, did they not get tired yeah. of all them kids coming up? But they, even in the later years, that's all they, they wanted whilst their family and their grandchildren, that's all that mattered to them. They're just happy that everybody was all right. An edited extract from Rare Old Times by Louise Kenny. That was her final year documentary from her radio course in the Institute of Art, Design and Technology in Dunleary, Dublin. You can hear the full programme if you go to the documentary on one site on rte.ie and then click on the section marked The Curious Ear. Ring a ring a rosy As the light Declines. I remember Dublin City.